0: everybody, we are continuing our podcast on grief. We want to talk about uh, different things that occur in our lives when we are grieving. Are we grieving? Are we facing grief? Have we processed grief? Are we out well on our way to healing from any grieving maybe situation that we have encountered in the past? I want to define what grief is. Because we have all faced loss, but we need to understand grief in a more in-depth way. What is grief? What will take us to healing when we are grieving? And how can we identify if we are in a grieving process? Grief, it's not something that happens when somebody dies. That's not the only time we are grieving. Perhaps there's been loss in a, a career, a job. Grief is really a feeling that everybody experiences after you have had loss. It could be a divorce. It could even be your own health. Maybe now you are not able to do certain movements because you maybe were in a car accident, or maybe there's been some loss of mental health in your life. Maybe there's been a loss of feeling happy. You went through a period, a situation in your life, and it just was a very sad situation. And now you find yourself maybe sad and you're mourning and you don't really quite really realize that you're in a mourning process. Maybe you went through something that you got used to and and you were used to something, a certain lifestyle, certain way of doing things. And all of a sudden something happened and you're not able to do that anymore. You're there was a loss of a lifestyle. There was a loss maybe of a dream. So grief includes all of these losses Maybe you were dreaming about something. You had a dream maybe when you were younger and you were going to accomplish or do something in your life. And now you find yourself that that dream is shattered. Maybe you thought that you were going to succeed at a certain particular career or that you were going to attain something. And then you find yourself that things began to fall apart. And now that dream is shattered. That dream is no more. And you can't find maybe the words or articulate the right and correct words to show or to display and find that maybe there is grief in your life. Maybe you lost hope. Maybe there's been a loss of of hope. You were expecting something, life to go a certain way, and life didn't go the way you thought. You could pretty much be grieving because of that. Maybe you went through a divorce, and now there's been loss of a spouse, of a family. Maybe there's been betrayal in your life and that betrayal, now you've lost some friends and that could also cause grief. Maybe there's been death or maybe even retirement because you're no longer in a career. Retirement can also cause you grief. We need to identify if we are in a grieving process because oftentimes we may be grieving And we don't really quite realize it and we don't know how to process grief. So when something didn't go a certain way in our lives, you were thinking that maybe life was supposed to go a certain way. And so the way you now perceive the world has changed. You no longer see it from that perception or that way. You had an expectation of life. And now the way you see the world, it's changed, it's shattered. So your lens by where you see the world has now changed. In, when it comes to grief, there is no big loss or little loss. You need to understand that. Maybe somebody lost some a loved one, and we say, well, that was a big loss. And maybe you're grieving because... You maybe heard a report of a doctor and now you're not able to function the way you used to function. Or maybe you had a betrayal and you might look at grief in terms of that's a big loss or that's a little loss. There are no big losses and little losses when it comes to grieving. When grief hits us, it hits us all. So it's not a little loss or a big loss. Lots of things can be grieved in our lives when something changes, and it can cause a sense of depression. It can cause a sense of sadness. It can cause even anger. And we need to identify these stages of grief to understand, am I grieving? And to give ourselves some room to be able to process grief correctly. We do not want to repeat our seasons. I don't think anybody does. We all want to move forward and heal correctly. So are you in a grieving process? There's different kinds of griefs. Anticipatory grief is one. It's what you feel about an impending loss. Let's say you are sick and it's gonna take away a physical movement. You're anticipating something to come. What's an example of that? Let's say your kids are growing up and you're gonna be empty nesting soon and your kids are gonna move out and you're anticipating this grief and it's almost like this sense of loss is already hitting you and they haven't left the house yet. But you start to think about the loss and you start to anticipate, oh, the kids are going to be gone. And there might be moments of like, woohoo, the kids are gone. But then there's also this grieving moment because there's going to be an empty nest. And so it hasn't happened yet, but you're being triggered by grief. And that's important to identify so that you know how to process it correctly. Uh, Disenfranchised grief is another one. Disenfranchised grief. What is that kind of grief? This is the kind of grief that society doesn't support it. Just get over it, we're told. This is the kind disenfranchised grief is society will tell us or people will tell us, just get over it. You know, we're told to suck it up. We're told to build a bridge and get over it. Or it's just a dog. You just lost a dog. Like, go get another one. You know, and, and it's almost like we're not given this opportunity to grieve the way we're supposed to grieve. Remember, there is no big re- big loss or little loss. If you lost your dog, your cat, you're grieving about it. It's your grief. It's something you're going through. So where there is one loss, you need to understand something. When there is one loss, there will always be secondary losses. Usually and typically when we have one loss, let's say you lose your health or you know, you lose something and uh, maybe a movement in your body. Typically you lost also a hobby. Let's say you used to like to bike ride. Now you're not able to bike ride anymore because now you're limited in what you can do. So loss usually has a secondary, or grief has secondary losses. Let's say for instance, you are going through something and you lost maybe a loved one. And with that will come maybe the loss of their family as well. Uh, Example, you're getting a divorce you're going through a divorce, you're more than likely gonna lose extended family members as well or other family members. So usually, typically when it comes to grief, you end up losing not just one thing, you end up losing many other things. And so your life starts to look different and it's important for us to, to understand, stop and pause and just say, okay, you know, what other losses are coming with that? And we've all experienced that. We have all experienced like so much loss if it's not one thing, and then I started losing another thing. And so we, we have to look and identify what other losses are coming with that grief as well. So let's think about dreams for a moment, because maybe your dreams have been shattered. You know, when your dreams are shattered, that can also cause a lot of grief in our lives, when you dreamt that a relationship was supposed to go a certain way or your life was supposed to go as planned and it didn't. And that will always take away your motivation. Whenever you have a dream or you have this expectation of your life and how it's supposed to go, if, if it didn't go the way you thought, if you ended up having a relationship that was shattered or you lost something and you're saying, but this wasn't supposed to go this way, I never expected my life to go this way. If somebody would have told me two years ago that I would be confronting this loss, I would have not believed it. And then grief settles in. All of that dream that you once had, it begins to shatter. The dreams are shattered. And where does that lead me to? It zaps my motivation. I'm not motivated anymore. And then it sense this sense of direction gets lost. You lose your compass. Whenever you have loss and you have grief in your life, it almost feels like you have no direction. You have no motivation. You don't even know where you're headed or what am I supposed to do now? Or what is gonna, what is it gonna lead me to? What am I gonna do now? It leaves us with this sense of th- n- no direction. We, we lose this GPS in us. And we don't know what is going to happen, especially when we've lost a loved one, a spouse, we end up losing, you know, other family members as well. So it's important to really identify that and go, okay, I need to look at the other losses as well or what is happening. Let's say you lost a friend because that can also breed grief. You lost friends because of betrayals and it now alters your view. Now you start to rethink and you look at your perceptions and you think, you know, am I able to trust others now? Am I able to to even trust and open my heart up to somebody else. Did you know that that's grief? When you lose other people, and now we start to put these walls up of protection, and then we become suspicious of others, and we think, well, maybe I'm not going to trust like I used to. Maybe things are going to change. All grief changes us. All grief that we go through starts to change our perception, our motivation, the way we look at life, the lenses, the perceptions by where we're looking at life. And so grieving has three, uh, five stages, and I identified one of them for you, and that was anger. And anger can be at yourself. Anger could be at a person. It could be at a situation. It could be even at a higher power, at anybody. Anger could be at yourself. You're angry at yourself. And so it has all these, it's really anger is a threat response. That's what anger is. And it's hurt internalized. We're angry. And that's part of grieving. Identify it. Something in you or a part of you was important to you. And something is now threatening to take it away. Or something did take it away. You lost something that was important to you. That can breed anger. You lost a pet, you lost a loved one, you lost a spouse, you lost a family, you lost friends, you've lost a job, a career. you That can breed anger. Are you angry? And sometimes there's different kinds of angers, which we will talk about in another podcast. But anger it puts you in a threat response. Anger starts to put you in high alert. Anger is a natural response. And angry, when you're angry, you know, you used to have control and now you lost control. And it, it, you can't get something back. Think about a loved one that you've lost. You can't get them back. And that breeds so much anger. And so identify it. Am I angry because I'm grieving? Now, another, another uh, stage to grief is depression. And depression, it's possible to have depression. Depression is a sense of hopelessness and it's a sense of helplessness. And when you recognize what is gone, it can't be changed. It'll never be the same. It breeds depression. And it's a deep sense of sadness. In another podcast, we're gonna talk about depression because there are symptoms to depression to identify if we are depressed, and then what do we do with that? Let me say this, grief is not a linear process. This is important for you to know. Grief is not a linear process. We actually bounce back and forth between different stages. I can be angry, and then the next stage could be depression. That's why I'm not going to number them for you, because it's not stage one, stage two, stage three, four, and five. Grieve is not linear. Grieve works like this. Remember I said in our first podcast that it's like a winding road and it has a bend. And grieve, sometimes you will feel angry. Sometimes you will feel depressed. And that doesn't mean that you're moving backwards. It just means you're grieving. It's possible to have depression and then get over that depression and then move towards anger and then move back to depression. Someone may think, Maybe I'm not processing this right. Is it ever going to get better? Am I ever going to come out of stage one? Yes, it does get better if you heal correctly. But sometimes it may take months. We cannot put a time frame on grief. Everybody grieves differently. I'd like to talk about the last stages in our next podcast But I think it's important for us to identify certain things about grief because grief, people that are grieving need to feel like they have rights. And I know from a personal experience, I'm going to say that again, people that are grieving need to feel like they have rights. That is very important for you to heal correctly from any grief you're facing. You need to feel like you have a right. You know, because someone or something dear to them just got ripped out of you. It got ripped out of your hands. It got ripped out of your heart. People have the right to know truth about your loss. You know, when you're grieving, you want to know answers. You want to know why. You want to know, why did this happen to me? Somebody who's grieving has to feel like they have a right to know. And we've got to give people room for that. Maybe you're experiencing that. Through personal experiences, I am now learning to extend more grace to people because I personally have experienced many losses in my life. And people, I know from a personal standpoint, how people have to feel like they have a right. You, you know, what, what do you need to know? Think about that. What do you need to know? Well, I wanna know why this happened. We may or we may not know why, but you have a right to ask why. That doesn't mean you're going to have the answer. It just means you have a right to ask why. You have a right to ask God why. Will he tell you? I'm not sure about that. But I will say you don't want to get stuck on why, because why never leads us to healing. It leads us to question God. But you do have a right to ask why, because what we want to know is asking you know, what is it that you need to know? When you're grieving, what do you need to know? Well, I wanna know why my dad did that. I wanna know why my mom did that. Okay, what do you need to know? And what do you need to experience in this grief to make this part of your narrative? What do I mean by that? This grief is part of your story. This grief is part of something that you're going to have to walk through, but it's not the end of your story. It's part of your narrative. So you need to, when you're grieving, you need to know, Okay, what do I need to know? Well, I wanna know why, and I don't wanna get stuck on why. I may know, I may not know, but a person who is grieving needs to feel like they have rights. We cannot shut people down. We cannot tell people, oh, that's not a big deal, I was just a cat. Remember, grief, grieving, a loss, there's no big loss and there's no little loss. We feel the loss and we need to process that loss. People who are grieving wanna be heard. And we want to be heard with dignity and with respect. <laughs> it may be angry. It might be depression. We want to be heard. That's a person who's grieving. You want to feel like you have rights. I have the right to be angry. You know what? You do. You have the right to be depressed. You do. Oftentimes in society, we don't give people that that moment. You know, oh, they're angry. Oh, st- you, you, you got to get over it. We're never going to be healed correctly if we do not extend grace to people and a moment to have anger. You have the right to be angry. I'm gonna say that again. You have the right to be angry. Oh, but the Bible says, you know, all the all the, all the religious people are gonna stand up right now and probably punch me through the camera. But it, you know, this is important for you to understand because you do have a right to be angry. You have a right to be depressed. Now, what you do after that doesn't mean that we're gonna stay in that process because again, this is to help you move you forward. But, you know, we have a right to feel these things without feeling guilty of them. You you have a right to feel them when you feel them. You have a right. Oh, this is going to be so powerful because what I'm about to say is on a personal level, you have a right to not be strong. You have a right to not be strong. People often look at me and they say, you're a very strong person. But I didn't want to be strong in my grieving. I didn't want to. I wanted to be weak. So a person who's grieving uh, has the right to not feel strong. You have a right to wake up in the morning and say, I don't want to be strong today. I don't want to be strong for everybody else. I don't feel strong. And so that's important for you to understand. You know, oftentimes we got to be strong for the kids. We got to be strong for the Family, I've got to be strong because everybody's losing it. Well, that's only going to get you so far. You have the right to not feel strong, too. And there might be days where you don't. And that's okay, too, because you have a right. You're grieving, and we're moving you forward in this grieving process. You're not going to stay there. Another right you have is that you have the right not to agree with your perceptions. And your conclusions with other people maybe you think you know uh people might say this and they've d- often done it with me you know they're in a better place now you know uh you know it was their time you know and that to me that sounds so calloused and it's like well i don't have the right to agree with you because you have your perceptions and you have your conclusions but i'm grieving right now and so you need to understand grief because grief has a lot of emotions and a lot of stages And if you're grieving, you've been grieving for five, six years. We need to move you forward in a healthy way. So you need to know you have the right to not agree with everybody. Not everybody agrees with my perceptions and my conclusions and my decisions. And that's okay. You have to be at peace with everybody's conclusions and perceptions. They may not agree with you. And so you've got to be free of people pleasing. You've got to be free of Everybody has to agree with me. Well, not everybody faced the grief I faced. Not everybody walked through the grief that you have faced. And so not everybody's gonna agree with your conclusion. And not everybody's gonna agree with your perception because your grief is your grief. And only you know what will get you through that grief. So please be at peace with the fact that not everybody's going to come into terms with your perception and with your conclusions. Not everybody's gonna agree and that's okay because you're walking something out. You have the right to talk about it as much or as little as needed. Sometimes people say, oh, here they go again. They're talking about their pain, but you have the right to talk about it as little or as often as you need to, to move you forward. Now, you also have the right, to, you have to understand this. You have the right to be respected and you have the right that, to understand that, hey, I have a need and I'm grieving. You have the right to feel the feelings that you're feeling and process those feelings correctly. I need you to feel the feelings. You can't ignore them anymore. You can't stuff them anymore. It's not not effective for you. It's not really bringing you in a forward motion. So stop stuffing them and move towards a forward motion. Start feeling those feelings. You have the right to bounce back through stages of grief. I may be angry. I may be upset. I may be hurt again. I want to scream. I want to yell. I want to punch. You know, there's different forms of anger. We'll talk about that in another podcast, but you have a right. And then all of a sudden you cheer up and you're like, I'm okay. Somebody might say, oh, I think they're bipolar. You're not bipolar. You're just bouncing back from one stage to another. So make sure that you sit with that grief, you know, because grief has feelings and you have to sit with it and wait until you're ready to move past that feeling move towards to the next one. You know, if you one day wake up and you just feel so sad and this sadness just overwhelms you. You know, we have to be able to know how to process that emotion correctly, which we will go into another podcast and teach you that. Grief has bursts. What do I mean by that? Grief has bursts. You have the right to have them. A grief burst. A grief burst. The grief, you know... You have to understand that you're going from being okay to being sad, to being contempt, to being happy, to feeling depressed, and allow yourself to have those waves because that's part of grieving. That's part of you being, you know, in this process called grief. I hope this segment has helped you. You have many, many rights. We are going to be talking about grief in part two until we identify every process and we move on to the next. We'll see you guys next time.